We are here. It's week 14. It's do or die getting into the playoffs. I'm joined, of course, by my guy, Brandon Adam. We are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Brandon, what's going on, brother? Huge week. Huge week. This is the time to sneak into the playoffs. If you've been battling, you've had injuries all year, and you're finally getting people Mm -hmm. back. I have a couple teams in those situations where I'm just battling for that last uh, playoff spot. And remember, once you make that playoff, the playoffs, it's a whole new season and a whole new bag, and you don't got to worry about anything else besides that next week. So anything can happen. Just get into the get into the dance, and we'll see what happens, man. I'm excited. I got a few teams that I'm. I'm pumped up to have, and uh, we're going to be hanging banners for sure. Oh, that, that's fantastic. And li- listen, like the NFL schedulers didn't exactly make this easy mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. walking into week 14. We have six teams on by. Okay, we got that. Mm. And I'm sure everybody's heard this, but let's let's just go through it. Let's just talk about the, the background. Let's set the stage, Brandon. It's the six mm-hmm. teams. We got the Atlanta Falcons, the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, the Indianapolis Colts, the New Orleans Saints. And the Washington Commanders. Let's talk injuries real quick. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of good yeah. fantasy relevant players that are questionable or out for this week. So we got Trevor Lawrence. He's questionable. I've had a ton of questions about this. Now, he did mm. practice limited yesterday, but it's a toe injury. So I feel like for the quarterback position, he should be able to battle the toe injury. So I'm not too worried about that one. Uh, Lamar Jackson's doubtful. He's not going to play, right? It's going to be the, the Tyler Huntley show. Saquon mm. Barkley, that one worries me. It's questionable with the neck. It doesn't sound good. Do we really trust mm. Matt Breda? Not really, but, you know, desperate mm. times call for desperate plays. Amari Cooper, questionable with the hip. Opportunity for a little DPJ. Perhaps we'll talk about him later on the show. Hayden Hurst is up for the Bengals. Now, from a fantasy perspective, Hurst isn't exactly a tight end you want to play on a weekly basis, but it does actually uh, bold well for the other pass catchers, and there are a few on those Cincinnati Bengals, of course. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins is out. Brandon Cooks is out. Traylon Brooks is out with the concussion. Mm. Deontay Johnson is questionable with the hip. This makes things interesting. This makes, especially for a player like Deontay, who is got that wiggle baby. That's how he gets yes. open. That's worrisome. Cortland Sutton is out. Leonard Fournette is questionable. Now, this one's interesting because we were talking about this before the show. He didn't mm-hmm. practice yesterday, but it sounds like you're saying Todd Bowles is saying that he's probably going to play. Yeah, he so, was. He was. He's somewhat positive. Uh, you know, trending towards suiting up. Okay. Okay. So that's. So. I mean, that's a good thing. I'd say for Leonard Fournette managers, probably goal line work would be my guess. Rashad White is yes. likely going to be the beneficiary of that. Ken Walker. I mean. <clears throat> He's not going to play, man. So let's not even nope. talk about Ken Walker as if he is going to. It's Travis Homer's show. And then DK Metcalf with the hip injury. He's questionable. Oof. So that was one you got to keep keep an eye out. Um, Tyler Lockett, man, he has been quietly fantastic this season. So um, you're going to load him up. He's not even a question. We got Bali jumping on. What's going on, Bali? Thanks for tuning in every single week this week. But, Brandon, it's business season yes. here at DFS Army. So let's talk about your number one flex play on the week my my first flex play on the week is my guy travis homer i'm a seattle seahawks mm. fan i've seen this kid play in all sorts of games preseason in relief and whatnot and he's got some burst um he has a 95th percentile in burst score with a player profiler he has a uh, runs a 448 he he's a good looking back when he wants to get moving he's 510 201 pounds 
And honestly, he's the only one guy that only guy that's healthy. DJ Dallas is not healthy. He hasn't practiced all week. Ken Walker is out. He's he's done. With DK Metcalf struggling as well, I guarantee you Pete is going to be totally fine with leaning in on Travis Homer. Um, he 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 was talking about him with Pat Kerwin to this week about mm-hmm. Travis Homer t- saying that he has all the trust in the world for him. So I feel that. They, the Seattle Seahawks have no choice but to give this guy 15, 20 touches this week. So I'm all in on Travis Homer as my Seattle Seahawk to play. Um, Lockett should smash too, but um, they're going against Carolina. They are absolutely atrocious against the run. They are very good in the secondary, but they can't tackle worth a damn. So I think Travis Homer is actually going to do pretty decent against that front. And our line in Seattle has actually been pretty dang good, even though it's super young. So I think that's the advantage that we have. It's going to be the run game. We're just going to try and plug away on this one, on this game, and just kind of just let's escape this game with no major injuries, no more injuries. We got to get healthy for playoffs. So that's the number one thing they're going to do. And I guarantee you they're going to protect uh, all – all the big boy names with Geno Smith and Lockett and whatnot by just feeding Travis Homer because that's what he's supposed to be. Um, he's just a backup that's going to fill in quite nicely for us, I think. Yeah, we got Jen in the house, of course. And listen, the thing, too, and this is what sucks about not having Ken Walker this week, is that it's such a nice matchup. The oh, it is. Ranked matchup, which is positive. It's a lot of green on there for those Seattle Seahawks running backs. Over at DFSArmy.com, the matchup tool, one of my favorite tools, just getting the mm-hmm. games on the, on the slates. Um yeah, man. I mean, I got nothing else to add to that. I think it's going to be a fantastic matchup. Uh, for those of you who listened to the waiver wire show, uh, Mr. Matthew Beck, who did not clearly, uh, Travis Homer was the play. I was saying it from the beginning. Yes. Even if DJ Dallas was completely healthy, healthy, it was going to be Travis Homer. Likely more mm-hmm. of a timeshare type situation, but Homer mm-hmm. is by far, in my opinion, the superior back. So yep. load it up, baby. Um, yep. Question for Bali. Oh, here Are we go. Are you playing Travis Homer over on Joku? Yes. And, and Robert Woods. Now, Robert Woods... Of course, we know that Traylon Brooks is out with the concussion, but my thought is here that I, I still am going to play Travis Homer over mm-hmm. Robert Woods. Tra- Robert Woods is not the same player that he used to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a bump in the fact that he's going to be the number one dog on that team. But if Jacksonville has Trevor Lawrence, Woods is going to be – he's actually one of my honorable mentions if Trevor Lawrence plays because you want the opposite quarterback being on the field so they can go back and forth. You want Jacksonville to score points so that Tennessee can score points, right? Right. That's kind of the bottom line. And what, for whatever reason, like Derrick Henry, there were some rumors maybe he's been injured because he does not look like the same guy. Maybe he's just getting old. You know, maybe, maybe father time has finally caught up to him. I'm going to err on the side he's probably injured because Henry is just – he's not human. And father time – you know, we look at certain players like Tom Brady, not human. You know, he's a freak. Um, yeah, I'm still, think, I'm still, I, still leaving I, Travis Homer here. I think Henry explodes this week. Oh, I think I think he I think he's about to explode for the next month. If you look at his matchups, he got Jacksonville, Chargers, Houston, and then Dallas and Jacksonville again. So I'm just telling you, Henry is going to end up winning people a lot of leagues. Uh, so this I got another question from Bali, and this is going to lead into my flex play decision. And, and really, his question is uh, DJ Shark over oh. Woods. And this is kind of the age old question: Do you want to have the starting mm-hmm. wide receiver on a meh? passing offense and he's kind of old and fading or do you want the number two wide receiver on an absolutely perfect gem if you were sculpting the perfect fantasy football <laughs> matchup 
in a classroom, Brandon. You want yeah. that Minnesota Vikings secondary going up, up against your outside wide receivers. And yep. I'm probably going to lean Chark over this one. Now, this might be contrarian because Chark hasn't done too much. And obviously, who's who's that guy that he plays with? Amon Ross St. Brown, who's an absolute mm-hmm. super alpha stud. But I, I'm going to lead DJ Chark. And, and listen, I'm going let, to let's let's dig into this a little bit, okay? Yeah, you go next. Players, okay, so DJ Chark going up against Minnesota. It's 51.5 over under, which I believe is the second highest. Yeah, it's the second highest total on the slate after the Bulls and Dolphins game. Here's the thing, right? DJ Chark, he's an alpha, but he's actually a beta, right? We know that, mm-hmm. that Almira St. Brown is a true alpha on that team, but it does have a 97th percentile speed score and a 93rd percentile burst score. In the last three weeks, since he's returned from his ankle sprain, he continues to ratchet up his usage and his production. Last week, 83% snap share. He had 37 routes run. He got five of his targets, 98 yards, 108 air yards, Brandon, and he had 16.3 yards per target. So yeah, just like... We talked about Garrett Wilson last week going up against Minnesota. It's the same process, right? Now, obviously, the difference between Garrett Wilson and DJ Chark is that Garrett Wilson is he's that guy, Stud. right? Yeah, but he's him. I, I feel like Robert Woods hasn't really done much all season. Mm-hmm. And to your point, if if Tennessee is going to really have a chance in this game, I think they're going to have to run with they're going to play defense and they're going to run with with Derrick Henry. So, I am leaning towards shark of that choice and i like shark as a flex play this week where i have them in in leagues um i'm, I'm playing them and where yeah. i've been asked in in the discord chat over at dfsarmy.com i'm telling people play dj shark and jen has a nice little compliment for you she says she likes your sweatshirt so there you go brandon oh thank you appreciate it yeah uh give me your number two pick we're, we're, this is all okay. killer no filler today brandon give me your number two pick. all right michael gallup of the cowboys yeah. he's there he's gonna yeah. be heading playing against Houston. Um, let's, let me pull this up real quick. I, so we got a, a, the game has got 44 points implied 30 of the 30 and a half of those points are going to Dallas. So this is going to be a blowout. This is going to be a game where Dak can start feeling himself a little bit and slinging that ball a little bit. And with Devin Stingley jr. Out the superstar corner uh, rookie, he's going to be out. So there's going to be nobody that's going to be able to stop Michael Gallup or CD lamb in the passing game. I just feel like this is going to open up quite a bit. And, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if Zeke snuck in, snuck in there in the fourth quarter and did well as well. But Gallup is the play for me. He's been getting seven to eight targets each game. He's looking healthier to me last week. He's coming off a two touchdown performance. So Let's see if he can carry this into some momentum going into the later half of the season. And I just feel there's no, like, there's just nobody to stop him. Like, there's really nobody to yeah. stop him. And Michael Gallup, if he was on many other teams, he'd be a number one wide receiver. Um, he's a stud. He's just, I, I, I he kind of reminds me of how Godwin is starting to look. Godwin looked a little bit weak early in the season, coming off injury. He's coming on lately, and now Godwin looks totally 100% normal. Um, I think that's what's happening here with Michael Gallup, and I think he's going to be 100% for this game. And I think he gets in the box, and he gets himself seven, eight targets, 75 yards, uh, five 
four, five, four or five catches. One's going to be a bomb. And I feel like one's going to be over <laughs> the top into the box. So I, I just feel like he's getting in there. Dak is starting to feel it a little bit more and more now too. So I just like, I just like the Cowboys, how they're trending each game. They're starting to become more and more impressive um, to me here. And this is a good game to just, you know, stomp on somebody's neck and start feeling really good about yourself heading into, you know, the playoff time, um, heading yeah. December football, baby. It's going to be a lot of fun. December football. And, and listen, for all you Cowboys fans out there, they're rolling right now, which is fantastic because guess what? Yeah. It's not playoffs yet. So that nope. it's not going to be choke season quite yet. We got a few nope. more weeks. Where <laughs> are going to continue to look like an absolutely dominant NFL team. Absolutely. And then choke in the playoffs. But yep. listen, there was a lot of, hot controversial takes at the start of the season that Michael Gallup was the wide receiver one on that team. It wasn't CeeDee Lamb. Now, I was not. We were not. We did not subscribe to that belief because we believe that CeeDee Lamb is special. He has mm -hmm. DeAndre Hopkins' career arc in his range of outcomes. I strongly mm -hmm. believe that. Uh, but I also believe Michael Gallup, man. I, I Me too. I don't necessarily agree with the Amari Cooper trade because I think Cooper is still superior <sighs> to Michael Gallup. I think that was a mistake by the Cowboys. Huge mistake. But – the reason they did it was because of Michael Gallup, right? That, that's yep. a fact. So you bake that into the equation. Now, the only thing, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate, advocate here a little bit, is the fact that the way that teams blow out Houston is on the ground, right? It's so on the ground. I know. It's on the ground. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a monster game for Tony Pollard. It's going to be yes. a monster game for Ezekiel Elliott. And I just wonder if that's because it's so easy, path of least resistance sometimes, right? It's so much easier to get points and to get yards against the Texans on the ground, then maybe they'll, they'll shy away a little bit from the passing game. Maybe you know, if they're a 55%, 60% pass team, maybe it'll be closer to 50-50, which will just take away a few opportunities. If Michael Gallup's going to get seven targets a game, maybe he'll get five, right? So mm. it just eliminates that massive upside possibly. But to your maybe. point, I mean, the fact that Stingley's out, it's it could open that's things huge. up and, and that's that is huge. that's absolutely massive so yeah, yeah man i love michael gallup i'm never gonna say bench michael gallup at this point he's he's a try like dare i say he's a locked in starter every single week um, he, he should be a flex in most rosters um here on out so i like i said the reason why i went with it is because i saw yesterday stingley was out um yeah. I, I i respect that kid's game a lot um, oh, yeah. and it would, he would have been lined up on Gallup a lot this week. Um, but now that he's gone, I just feel like Gallup is going to get free. And honestly, I think, uh, Jerry Jones loves beating down the Houston team, um, quite a bit. So I, I guarantee you that they are going to try and put up as many points as possible just to get Jerry, get Jerry happy and to be the dominant team in Texas. That's what they're going to show. Yeah, but you're right. Pollard should explode. Pollard should explode. Yeah. Zeke should explode. I, th this is going to be a major, major blowout. So I, yeah, I just feel, totally yeah, we'll see. All I'm right. hoping Gallup sneaks in there. We got another question from Bali. He needs to bench sure. one out of these players. Travis Homer, Samaj P. Ryan, Kareem Hunt, or Matt Breida. Now, I, I would probably lean P. Ryan, right? Because just the fact yes. that uh, – yeah, I think P. Ryan's the answer here. Matt Breida, I don't love Breida. Uh, but I, I, listen, it's Breida if you're playing Breida if Saquon's out, right? Saquon's yeah, Saquon. I was I was watching I was watching video of him yesterday at practice. He looked like he was moving around just fine. Um, I think, I, yeah, Saquon. I watched video of him moving around. He didn't look like he was stiff or anything or hesitant or or whatever. 
Um, I feel like he's going to suit up and he'll be just fine. He's going to rock it out. And, but honestly, Brita is probably going to be pretty useless this week, to be honest. I, I, I feel, I feel like Bark, I feel like Barkley is going to, he's going to tough it out and he knows what's going on. Playoffs yeah. are right around the corner. He's got, they got to win. The only thing that worries me a little bit about Barkley, just in general, is, is it's a neck injury, right? Like we saw yeah. that with Chris Carson. Like it, that's the sort of thing I don't know if they want to mess around with. Maybe they would like, and it's, it's up against Philadelphia. So, so I guess the Giants need to look in the mirror and realize, okay, do we actually realistically have a chance of beating Philadelphia? If they legitimately believe they do, then yeah, you, you need to play Saquon because they, they cannot beat Philadelphia without Saquon. I, that's what I believe. Now, if they look in the mirror and say, listen, we don't believe that we can beat Philadelphia. We still have a path to the playoffs. Hmm. Let's let him sit one week, mm. get a little bit healthier, and he'll make that run. I don't know. I don't know what goes into the coaching decision. It's also yeah. probably going to be, you know, if, if the doctors say you can play, then it, he'll play. I, I think he's going to play. Yeah. And I think I think it takes a lot to get these guys out during this time of the year. So, I, I, I don't know. Just P. Ryan, the only thing that I like about P. Ryan is that he does get third down work. So, he will get some pass catching opportunity. Um, so, that's the only thing. And, and Mixon's coming off that concussion. So, you never know with that, you know. But it's, it's been two though. weeks. Yes, yeah, pass fail for concussions. You're either in yeah. or you're out with concussions, though. Yeah. Unless, unless you're um, Tua take a little out. Unless you're Tua. Unless you're a dolphin. We got one more for Bali, then I'm going to give you my second flex play on the week. Do you like Zay Jones this week going up against Tennessee or Gabriel Davis going up against the buzzsaw that is New York Jets secondary? Davis. Now, so, yeah, I mean, I, to me, it's Gabe Davis still. I, I, I will say, though, I, again, one of my honorable mentions a little bit later is going to be Zay Jones. He had an abysmal week last week. If you listen to the show, which I hopefully y'all did, Brandon and I were saying, listen, just be careful with Zay Jones this week. He had a career game previous week. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to fall flat in his face because that's what Zay Jones does. And guess what? That's what he did, right? That's what he did. Um, it, it, I think it's just hilarious, though, where – and this is uh, for, for Captain Dez and one of the, the leagues that you and I played together, Brandon. He was trying to sell Zay like – It's a joke. Crazy. It's like, no, bro. And he wanted a second. Like, guy, I'll give you a fourth for Zay Jones. Dude, he, he, he came back he came back to me and wanted a 20 2024 third. And I, I yeah. told him to kick rocks again. I was like, no, oh, I don't need it. Like, just stop it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Okay. My second play of the week. And this is a guy that I've been kind of on and off all season. It's Donovan Peoples Jones this week. Here we so, go. Jordan Brown's going up against Cincinnati. We talked about it already. Amari Cooper's questionable with the hip. Even if he goes, Amari has this. Amazing ability, despite the, his talent to just disappear in games. And I worry, hip injuries worry me, man, because yes. again, it's about separation. Um, ooh, we got uh, Girl69 talking about like my hot photo of my sister. Oof, it's getting steamy in here, Brandon. The spam. What's going on here? Fly. Uh, just, just spam in the chat. It makes oh. me laugh. It makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. We get it on occasion. Um, okay, last week. We saw Donovan Peoples-Jones. He did all of his work on the special teams, right? He scored the special teams uh, touchdown. But here's the thing. He continues to be a monster. He's an active part of that passing game. Deshaun Watson, I've had a lot of questions in the Discord chat this week about should we play Deshaun Watson. I'm con- going to continue to bench Deshaun. I don't think I'm comfortable playing him this entire season. And it's one of the reasons no. I said fade the guy. Do not draft him. Do not draft Deshaun J- uh, Watson. Uh, some of you guys just picked him up off waivers, in which case that's fine if he's on your bench. But he's a backup quarterback right now. Until I see it, right now, I think it was before last week. It was seven hundred days, seven hundred days, Brandon, since he last played in an NFL game. Yeah, that's right, two years week. of rust to build up yeah, and break off. Of exactly, you. and he didn't look good in the preseason, and he didn't look good last week. 
So it worries me a little bit, but all that to be said, I still think he's going to be competent enough to, to move that offense. Um, we saw people, we, we saw people come back from the dead. We saw the Lazarus just even with Baker Mayfield this week. Right? So Deshaun Watson, he's got it in his range of outcome. And the thing is, is that DPJ, he's a monster. He's six foot two, 212 pounds. He's good. He's a st- size speed specimen. Um, he has a 440, 4.48 40-yard dash, but for his size, it was an 87% speed score, according to our friends over at playerprofiler.com. And mm-hmm. he has a 100th percentile burst score, Brandon. Oh, Which, baby. Yes. So that, that that really represents your start-stop acceleration, right? And then it's, it's based off your vertical and your broad jump, right? So the guy knows how to create separation, and it's what we saw in the punting game last week. It's why he's returning kicks, even though he's mm-hmm. six foot freaking two. It's because he has that burst and he's got that separation ability. So Donovan Peoples Jones this week going up against Cincinnati. Now, I like it. As always, as always, I'm always a little bit skeptical with these AFC North teams, even NFC North teams that are outdoor games, because they can be slugfests. But I like the fact that Cincinnati is starting to get healthy. Jamar Chase obviously is getting healthy. So they're going to put up points. This could either be a massive blowout, or if Cleveland's going to have a hope in hell of keeping up, then DPJ is going to have to score, and it's not exactly yes. like the, the Bengals are projected to blow them out. It's about a five, yeah, about a five and a half point um, favorite for the Cincinnati Bengals. So Donovan Peoples Jones, man, it seems like a pretty safe play this week. What do you hey, think? hey, I I actually really like that. Um, I was so so I've been so all week before this injury with Amari Cooper, I've been trying to trade yeah. for Amari Cooper for the playoffs yeah, in a couple of leagues because he's got the easiest schedule coming up. And he's got the easiest path to workload there around for a wide receiver one. So I was looking into it, but now that he's injured, I immediately when I saw he was injured, I was like, DPJ. Yeah, I was like, Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to end up get, being the guy. Is Njoku? Njoku's suiting up, right? Um, he's supposed to play, yeah. I think he has a good, a good game as well. I think he could actually have himself a little bit of volume this week. And we know he's a super freak athlete. So um, I think those are the two – Two guys in the passing that are going to make plays. And then, of course, Chubb is always going to make plays. Um, so, I mean, yeah. to be honest, they should just lean the heck. Like, just just get Watson through the year. Just get him, you know, just get him some experience yeah. back again yeah. in games. And I think that next year he'll explode and be back to what he was. But this year he – I just – you can see the hesitancy. You can see that he's got a lot on his mind. Um, even, even in practice when he's throwing the ball, like it's a little off target here and there and not what I'm used to seeing. No, he looks John rusty. Watson. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't look right. But with Donovan Peoples-Jones though, he's going to be able to run underneath a deep ball or two. So he's going to get you some big chunk yards and big plays. So I like the only, Yeah, the only player, I'm just looking at the uh, the injury report too. The only player on the injury report for the Browns this week is actually Amari Cooper. They are completely yep. healthy. That's fantastic. Yeah. So David Njoku, he's, he's going to be a go, brother. Um, yeah. I got, a, I got a question here from Bali. Another one. You need to bench one. James Conner, you're playing. Rashad White, I would – okay. So it's Conner, Swift, Foreman, or Rashad White. To me, last week, Brandon, you were very vocal. Very vocal. It's Swift season. He's healthy. He's back. Do not see yes. Andre Swift. So you're playing Conner. You're playing Swift. So really it's a question between Yonta Foreman and Rashad White. Yeah. Now, I, I'm even if Leonard Fournette plays, I'm still going to leave Rashad White here. Okay. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I I get it. And just to throw this out here, Nick Bosa is not going to play. 
Um, Bosa yeah. has got a hamstring. So that's a big deal for the pass rush with the Niners. Um, the team kind of plays a little different when Bosa's not in there. So I can see a little bit more Rashad White and some more run game coming action that, that were that they're going to be more productive than usual against the Niners. Um, yeah. Uh, with think, the, with the ground game. I think Brandon, like the people, people, the reason people are so reluctant to play any of these running backs is because they saw what happened to Miami last week with Jeff Wilson, yeah. right? They got absolutely yeah. shut down. But to your point, yep. especially if Bosa doesn't plays, doesn't mm-hmm. play, then yeah, you, you want to go Rashad white. D- does the fact that Deontay Foreman, he has a app, like the 24th best matchup. So number twenty does honestly. It's that's a dead that's a dead even. I was going between Foreman and Rashad White for flex plays for this week. So it's a dead even heat. So if you're a matchup guy, I would go Foreman. If you believe in talent overall, I would go White. Like that's just the way I my philosophy is. And honestly, I'm going to lean towards Rashad White because he's coming on hot, and that team is starting to trust him in a big way. And yeah, that is a big deal, man. And and with Le- even if Leonard does suit up, I don't see him getting, you know, 40% of the snaps, man. No. I just see him, you know, bailing him out here and there and getting some goal line touches here and there. But when the game was on the line last week, it was, it was Rashad White. It was white always White. It was, it was it White was that white. caught that touchdown to, to yep. put them ahead. So, yeah, yep. I think we got to go Rashad White here. Yep. Um, if Foreman plays, then mm-hmm. I would it, – it, to me, it's an even coin flip. Um, Rashad White to me probably a little bit higher upside, whereas Foreman mm-hmm. maybe a safer floor. So this will play that way, Bali. If you're a favorite, maybe consider playing Foreman just because it's a safer play. But Rashad White, if you're an, an, an underdog, in in PPR, I go White over Foreman, um, 100. Um, just because he ha- he has that ability. To, the way you beat pass rush is through screen plays, right? Like that is a big yeah. way to do it. And Rashad White is a stud at that. So um, that that's something I'll be looking for. If I was a, a PPR guy, PPR team. Okay, we got one from Tristan. This one, this one's actually a little bit tough, and I, I wonder like how sick is his team. He's like, would you rather start Jalen Waddle or DeAndre Swift in the flex this week? Waddle. Uh, Jill, I think you got to go Waddle, man. I think you got to yeah. go Waddle here. Just because, Waddle's listen, upside. Yeah, Waddle's massive upside. He's got a safe floor. He's an active part of that game. Um, I like the fact that Mike Williams is going to play, right? Because like this game has a massive over under. It's got a fifty three point yes. five over under. It's also the it's also the Sunday night game, which I absolutely love, right? I love cheering for for players. And just you know, going back to the Miami or to the Minnesota game against Detroit, like they can win through the air against these guys. And you know that Jamal Williams is going to be the vulture on the on the goal line. So Swift just has a harder path to fantasy success this week than Jalen Waddle. So I'm rocking Jalen Waddle. Good luck, Charles. That one's tough. And Dude, listen, if that's your flex team. decision, you got a disgusting team. And yeah. I say congratulations. Good luck in the playoffs because I guarantee yeah. you, you're in playoff contention. All right, brother. Give me your third and final flex play of the week. My third and final flex play is going to be the old man himself, Adam Thielen of the Vikings. <laughs> um, he is uh, – so in that game, we got 52-point implied, 25 for the team. For the And he's going to be lining up against this guy, the scrub named Jerry Jacobs. He's not even ranked on player profile, okay? And it's a major, major mismatch. Um, Okoda is going to be dealing with Jefferson. So that is going to be off the plate of Adam Thielen. I don't see him getting covered very much by Okoda. And I just feel this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be wild and it's going to come down to the end. It's going to be guys that aren't 
the stars that come through that get in the box that win the game. And I think Adam Thielen is that guy here. Um, Adam, Adam Thielen, you can always, always count on some decent volume going his direction. And he's just a route running monster, especially, you know, Kirk Cousins loves this guy in the red zone. He just loves his size. They have a good chemistry. And with that point, with the over and under of 52, man, I just, I don't see how Adam Thielen can't be successful in this game. So I am all in on Adam Thielen this week, especially when you're going against some guy named Jerry Jacobs. I've never even heard of, um, you know, so like that is just something that I'm, I'm, I'm going all in with Adam Thielen. I was going to say somebody else, but Adam Thielen is the play to me this week. He's going to get 16, 17 points and get in the box this week. You know, what's absolutely freaking wild. Brandon, the Minnesota Vikings get no respect whatsoever. They're the underdogs in this game. Going up against I know. Players. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. You don't think that's going to be wallpaper, uh, chalkboard. Guaranteed. Team this week. It's like, guys, what do, what do we have to do? Yeah. The the, the hapless Detroit Lions? Come yeah. on now. No, I, I, I love it. Think too. You know what's disgusting? Like, just looking at last week's game. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson had a 40% target share. And that's going to shift. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. I think, listen, on the season is 32%. Adam Thielen, he's pretty much locked and loaded last week, 22% on the season, 21%. So we know yep. what Adam Thielen is. He's going to get seven, mm-hmm. eight targets a week. Yep. Uh, I like, I like him to get in the box this week. I mean, remember he's, yep. he's, that's what he was. He was a touchdown machine. All right. Ooh, we got a, another tough one here. Go ahead. Finish your oh, talk. here we go. Yeah. You want to your so, or run into this question? No, no, you're good. Go ahead. I just saw that. Okay. okay. Should we start Jerry Judy or Mike Evans at the flex? To me, this is an overthought, right? You're starting Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah, it's a Mike, Evans. Mike Evans. I totally understand Jerry Judy. So before I picked Adam Thielen, I had Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy queued up, and I decided to to not go there. <laughs> but because. It's just, you know, with Jerry Judy, he's going to have volume this week. No Cortland Sutton. Um, I, I just, when they're talking about Greg Dolchich running as a wide receiver this week, they're hurting for pass catchers and for guys that they can actually use. So with J- Jerry Judy should get, I, I would not be surprised if he got eight, eight, 10 targets this week. I would not be surprised. So especially going against Kansas City, they're going to be chasing all game. They are going to get blown out, so they got to throw the ball. Um, I get it. But Evans, you just can't sit Evans, man. Like Evans is – he's one of my guys. He was one of my original, like my one of my favorite dudes, man. (laughs) And it's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. So our our projection actually has – Jerry Judy scoring more points in PPR than Mike Evans, but I, I'm still gonna, I, I'm not gonna sit Mike Evans. I'm, I'm just not gonna do it unless. He, now the thing is, he only had a seven percent target share last week, which worries me a little bit. Like that, he's been, they've been able to phase him out of the game, and, and Tampa doesn't look good against San Francisco. So I get that's why. Again, it goes: Do you trust the player, the talent, the tried and true guy, or do you want to go with the better matchup, Jerry Judy? Some people liked him as a talent when he, you know, was coming into the NFL, but he hasn't done anything in his career. He hasn't done squat, just, man. In Kansas City, Denver games, they can, they always turn out to be nasty, man. Like I'm, I'm playing the under in that game in general. I think it's going to be mm. just a disgusting game because Denver's just that bad that like they, they bring down their competition, which is just brutal. Yeah. Um, okay, 
So we got to go quickly here. We got one last question for from Bali. Would you go? He has CD. Would you play in Joku over Schultz? I feel like probably not, but it's it's a fine thing to do because again, we talked about the fact that it's probably going to be a run-heavy game for Dallas, which is going to take away from Dalton Schultz's upside. David and Joku, perfectly safe play, especially because of Mark Cooper's hurt. So we're going to like it. Because Brandon's got to go. He's got a a business meeting coming up yeah. shortly. But I got to give my last guy real quick here, guys. If you have Jeff Wilson, you are playing Jeff Wilson Jr. Okay. San Francisco defense against the run was the number one run defense in the league. Toughest matchup. It was an absolute gong show. Miami didn't look good last week. But don't forget, don't forget, since he's been acquired, since he was traded in week nine, he's put up six, and this is in PPR scoring, 16 points, 22 points. Week 11 was a bye. Week 12, 12 points. Week 13, he put up three. At very least, against an, a middling team going up against the Chargers, which is one of the which is the highest over under on the slate, Monday Night Hammer or excuse me Sunday Night Hammer. Don't overthink yeah. it. You're playing Jeff Wilson. So that's it, boys and girls. That's it for the for the flex shows. Now we're gonna still be here on the weekends. We're gonna have our favorite some of our flex players, but we're gonna start talking a little bit more about the rookie class. We're going to talk about a little bit more about matchups in general. So we're going to, our mm-hmm. format's going to change slightly moving forward on the Saturday show. We're still here to answer all of your starts and questions because next week it's playoffs, baby. It's absolutely playoffs. And that's it. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. Brandon, anything you want to tell the people before we head out here? No, just uh, good luck to everybody sneak into those playoffs and just win championships. That's what it's about. And honestly, if you're a dynasty owner and you can still trade, and if you're in the game, just make the trade. Go for it. Always go for it. I'm never gonna tell people not to go for it because when you got the chance, you gotta take you gotta seize the moment. And so that that's how I play this game, and that's why I hang banners. That's listen, fantasy football is hard, okay? Dynasty fantasy football is even harder. If you're in it, you're legitimately in it. You need to go for it because there's nothing yeah. worse in dynasty than being in the middle because then your picks are middling. It's really hard Four. to move up. People overvalue picks. 50%, only 50% of uh, first-round picks, Brandon, bust. Not just yes. are viable, but, but half of the first-round picks bust. They're overvalued. Yep. Go for it. All right. Let's get out of here, brother. Um, actually, I have Appreciate one piece of advice for the people with the flex plays. Don't overthink it. Play your studs. We are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Go check us out, dfsarmy.com. Good luck in week 14, and we'll see you next week in the playoffs, baby. Yeah, big time. Knowing that. Diamonds in my 